1: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit mfm.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. And its operating company is American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. So my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Love, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
3: Hey everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And my name is Ben
1: Boland, and I do a couple things for this website as well. Lots of things. Now, don't
3: sell yourself short, Ben. You do lots of things. Oh, you? shucks. Even Scott. more
1: recently, I know.
3: You've been really, really busy in there.
1: Thanks, man. Well, you know, um, let me see. Let's think of a segue. Uh Not the uh, not the two-wheel device oh, people yeah. are riding. Shoot. I mean, a way for us to get from our intro.
3: I thought you were going to talk about the Segway.
1: Oh, no, no. Maybe the Puma. The Puma. I remember that. (laughs) Wow. The GM collaboration thing. I do want to talk about that, but today we should talk about something that, no offense, I think is.
3: Maybe a little faster. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I guess it depends. It's certainly, it's certainly something that, uh, I did not expect when you sent this to me, because this was.
3: Yeah, it's a departure from the norm, right? Yeah. This is, uh, this is unusual and it's getting, uh, mixed reviews. Mixed reviews, that's for Uh, sure. As you can imagine. Well, you've probably read these, right? Right. Uh, There are a lot of people, a lot of purists that are saying, what is going on here?
1: Now, let's let the proverbial cat out of the hypothetical bag Mm -hmm. for the people who are in such a hurry that they listen to our podcast without checking the title. Yeah, that's right. They just clicked on whatever was next, didn't pay attention. Yeah, thank you. We love that. Uh, But today's episode is about the Ferrari FF. Correct. Now, why is it called the Ferrari
3: FF? <laughs> well, there's a few reasons, really. I mean, and this is the weird thing. I'm sure there's a there's a, a you know an exact wording for this. Why it's the FF? But there's the the FF comes from a lot of fours, really, that are in this thing. Yeah, um, it's a four seater, which is not terribly unusual for for Ferrari. Imagine that. I mean, it, as you look back in Ferrari's history, there've been, I think, as many as eight four seater cars. Uh, so you might think that that's unusual, but that's not terribly unusual for a Ferrari. Um, it's uh, – it's, okay, so it seats four passengers. Right. Um, here's the weird part about this thing, and this is this is what's brand new about this. This is Ferrari's first first ever all-wheel drive vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you would be surprised to hear – I don't know why I'm surprised to hear that.
1: I, I'm surprised, too, just because Ferrari has been a, around for such a long time. But there, uh...
3: well, you know, there was a trend towards performance vehicles having four wheel drive for a long time. There sure. has been, yeah. In fact, it's it's still around. Of course, Audi mm-hmm. does it. Um, Lamborghini has a four wheel drive version. Um, now Ferrari does. It seems like uh, a lot of the the bigger marks have a performance four wheel drive version of their vehicle at some point in history. And this one uh, is the very first for Ferrari.
1: Now, also let's. Be clear that this uh, this system is called the four RM, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a different bird from a lot of the other four wheel drive or all wheel drive systems.
3: Supposedly, very different, right? Um, and the main difference. Do you know what the main difference is in this thing? Uh, it's the weight. The it? weight. That's right. Exactly. It's it's as much as half of the weight of other similar systems and, and, uh, you know, other sports vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all wheel drive systems and vehicles are very heavy just with the, the, uh, uh, the hardware that they have to carry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this one, for whatever reason, and I, I, we really have to get into this deeper once this thing is unveiled because it isn't, yes. hasn't even been unveiled yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe at the time of this podcast, it has been. I should have checked the dates, but <laughs> no, um, it's, uh, not till March, uh, I think early March, yeah. early March, which, um, yeah, it's close. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be unveiled, uh, the formal debut of this thing is in March in Geneva. And, um, I'm sure there'll be a lot more details about it coming soon. But, mm. um, yeah, this, this drive system, this four wheel drive system is 50% lighter than other similar systems. Now, you know, what have they removed? What's, what's, uh, you know, what's the compromise here? Because you know, yeah. it's got to be strong, right? It's got to be extremely strong. Cause when we get into the performance figures, you'll find out why. But, yeah. um, Another thing that's uh, that's drawing a lot of attention about this thing, and this is a lot of attention, um, is the the unique design, the exterior body design. Oh yeah, the uh, shooting brake design. Exactly. Now, shooting brake design. Now, if no one's ever heard of this, Ben, you want to you want to describe what this is, or do you want me to take it? Use your powers of articulation. All right. Shooting brake design is uh, essentially a long hood, two doors, a hatchback. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically what makes up a shooting brake design. Now, um, in the past. Yeah, you know, this goes way, way back, Ben. It goes back prior to World War II. Right, yeah. Um, shooting brake, I guess, before World War II, there, that was a, what a majority of the vehicles were. It mm-hmm. uh, was shooting brake design. Eh, I don't know if I should have said that. Well, maybe majority not. Majority brake. A majority, but uh, there were a lot of them around. Right. And then it came back into style again in the 50s, 60s, 70s um, with some of the cars that you may be more familiar with. Like um, one that I always think of is the Jaguar E-Type. yeah. That one to me. Handsome. That, you, very, very nice vehicle. I mean, the E-Type with the, the extreme sloping back end. It had kind of a hatchback design to it. Mm-hmm. Um, long, long front end, two doors. You can get the picture of what that looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the more modern versions that you may find on the road are like the BMW Z3 Coupe and the newer Z4. Good call. Um, those are, those are, I guess, the, the most modern examples of shooting brake designs mm-hmm. you find. Um, and Ferrari, believe it or not, has had a shooting brake design in the past. Did you see this vehicle?
1: Yes, but only uh, – I didn't know about it until I dug into it a little Yeah, yeah. You know what? I really
3: didn't pay much attention to this vehicle ever prior to this either as well. Um, it is the 1962 Ferrari 250 GT Bread Van. They called it a Bread Van, <laughs> which right. I thought was kind of funny because, uh, you know, Bread Van, you, you get a picture yeah. in your head of what that looks like. But uh, this is a race car. It's a, just an, a flat-out race car. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean I thought
1: it was cool looking. The bread circuit used to be really competitive, right? The '60s bread circuit. <laughs> I knew, you know what? I knew there was going to be some type of joke. I mean, I'm no sorry, one, man. Yeah,
3: it's I guess so. Nature. The speedy delivery, right? Yeah, but um, you yeah. can catch some video of uh, the 250 GT bread van mm-hmm. um, on a track. I think it's in Italy, but maybe not. Um, you should check it out. There's some, you know, um, point of view type stuff, that, and um, also some, you know, just footage of this thing flat out around a track and it's, it's beautiful.
1: And while you're there on YouTube, make sure to check out the, um, I guess the, what are they calling it? a video debut for the Ferrari FF? Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, it's basically this commercial that shows some of the awesome handling, some of the pre- precision driving we've talked about in earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really trying to uh, sort of have an exhibition for the handling that this Ferrari has, you know, you see it in snow. Yeah. Which, which is, is a big
3: thing. Yeah. Come on. That's a huge, huge diversion for them from what they're normally known for. Right. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't normally see a, a, a press release for something like this or a video release mm-hmm. for something like this in the snow. And uh, it handles it well. It handles it real well.
1: Surprisingly well. And they've got a little bit of drift on, on some of there, yeah, which just right. looks, oh man. Yeah. It's
3: really cool looking. And the, and the thing is that, you know, all this footage is done with the vehicle in, uh, in disguise. So it's mm-hmm. got the camo on, you know, with the, the false body panels yeah. blacked out, you know, a lot of tape all over it and everything. It looks uh, pretty raw, but um, still very, very interesting. And it's really cool how uh, how well it handles the snow.
1: And this thing is already, it, you know, as we say, this vehicle has not come out, but it's been a long time in the rumor mill. Mm-hmm. And for uh, for a while now, people have been speculating on the emergence of this vehicle. Ferrari has uh, from what I understand, been dropping hints about it for a while. Without- yeah, they've been talking about
3: um, – you know, they talk about hybrid cars. They talk mm-hmm. about four-wheel drive cars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rumor Mills is always kind of all Twitter about, uh, you know, the <laughs> right. um, uh, the shooting brake design. That seems to get a lot of press recently. You know, there, there are a lot of manufacturers that are kind of messing around with shooting brake designs right now. Audi is. Mm-hmm. Porsche is. um of course, you know there's, there's the the wagons that a lot of these companies put out. Mercedes has mm-hmm. something that looks a little bit like a shooting brake design. Um, so yeah, the, the high-end manufacturers are still making shooting brake designs. and uh, why not Ferrari jump on this? because I'm right now, and here's the, the the strange thing about this, Ben, even though we've said that you know these manufacturers that sound like their competitors are are talking about making shooting brake designs. Yeah, get this for for considering this vehicle for for the type it is the the shooting brake design there is no competition. You know why? Why is that? It has a V12 engine. And that's <laughs> really cool about this thing cuz it's uh it's a replacement mm-hmm. for the
1: 612 uh, uh Scaglietti, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh yeah, the Scaglietti. I we're butchering the Italian, I'm sure, oh, sure but yeah. but yeah, it is the successor to that and, uh, this V12 is also, uh, no ordinary V12. I mean, it's got some nasty stats. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a
3: big V12. It's a mm-hmm. 6.3 liter displacement, mm-hmm. 651
1: horsepower bin. So you know what the top speed is? I think you do. It, I'm gonna go ahead and I will bet everything <laughs> on 208 miles an hour. Did you hear
3: Ben 208 miles per hour and it's a four seater. With a four seater. Now you're not going to get that speed with four people inside of course. You'll get close. <laughs> but can you imagine just being able to take four people that fast if you were able to get up to that speed I guess. No, you but, know me uh, very
1: well Scott. That is not a that is not a good decision for me to make. That's pretty you know? impressive to be able to
3: you know a 651 horsepower mm-hmm. two door four seater vehicle. Yeah. Um I could see why it has no competitors.
1: Right. And also the weird thing is, uh, you can also fold down the seats and to get almost almost thirty a little under thirty square feet, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The uh they,
3: they really tout the uh the capacity, the storage capacity in this thing. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, Ferrari doesn't have much storage space, of course. They've got, you know, space for I don't know bag of groceries or something maybe right. the yeah. so, you know the passenger yeah. seat really but that's not storage um this one you're able to get i think it's about 15 cubic feet when the seats are up mm-hmm. and when you fold the rear seats down you get like 28 a, or it's something like 28 or 30 something close to that it's it's about double that but not a whole lot but they're really really pushing that because you know it allows somebody um you know the shooting brake design is is for um originally it was for the sportsman it was for the golfers it was for the yeah. the polo players the fox hunters mm-hmm. that would take um you know ammunition the, the guns they would take their dogs with them um it was for somebody who wanted a sports car with storage capacity and uh
1: this is exactly what you get in this vehicle and it's uh you know obviously listeners are probably noticing that you and I are pretty excited about this but we would be remiss if we didn't say that uh this is controversial
3: yeah, it's definitely controversial. I think a lot of people, you know, I mean, we talked about this in the past that, mm. uh, Ferrari owners are saying, you know, like, what, what are you doing to the mark here? You're making it more affordable. You're making it, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're making it, uh, you know, lower power so that, you know, it's, it's more affordable. If
1: I wanted a station you, wagon, I'd buy a, Vols, a Volvo or a Volkswagen. Yeah. Yeah. The design you know. itself is getting
3: a lot of, uh, a lot of criticism, but I think, uh, you know, the 651 kind of mm-hmm. cancels that out quite a bit and the price, uh, this is going to be a 200,000 plus Dollar vehicle, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's gonna fit the, the bill for somebody who's looking for four seats, mm-hmm. a uh, wickedly fast performance car because this thing is gonna go zero to sixty two in three point seven seconds, Ben. Yeah, uh, so that's really fast. And of course, you got the Ferrari name and the you know the the legendary performance and the, you know the, the, the history, interior history, the, the history, and it just it all plays into this this uh, you know you kind of gotta have it thing for somebody who's gotta have it.
1: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That does make sense. I guess it does make sense. I mean, I do think there's a niche, but riddle me this, who is that niche? You know, like if you, if you own this car, Scott, let's say you're, you're not a Leno, but you're close, right? Hypothetically, what, what would you have this car for? What, what purpose does it serve? Well, I guess this
3: would be a vehicle if you're going to take, you know what, this would extend The usability of a Ferrari from being a Saturday car with one other person to if you have a kid or if you have two kids Uh or a kid and a dog or whatever you want to take with you, yeah, uh, you're now able to take it up and go antiquing in the North Georgia mountains.
1: Coolest uncle Um,
3: ever, right? Exactly. Yeah, this is (laughs) this makes it this gives it some usability. It gives some, Mm -hmm. some practicality, which I mean, well. Some Let's practicality. Let's some practicality, yeah. but, you know, far more than what you would have with a, a two-seater Ferrari, mm-hmm. uh, of, you know, of current design. Um, so I think that, you know, this is, uh, this is something that people are going to buy. I think that, you know, you see a lot of sports sedans right now. Uh, True. this is not a sports sedan, but it's, it's similar. True. Um, and with the cargo carrying ability, I think people are going to be, you know, throwing the golf clubs in the back and taking it to the country club. Um, a ah, lot more than, yes. you know, what you would see them driving alone with the golf clubs poking out of the top, you know, in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I really do think people are going to buy this. And I think the design is cool personally. I like it.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, aesthetically, I agree with you on the design. I'm definitely interested to see how this vehicle performs in the marketplace. Um, and our listeners, when this, uh, when you guys are hearing this podcast, it'll be either, right around the time that uh that this hits the Geneva show um maybe a little probably bit before, just after maybe just after probably just
3: after so you're going to have access to a lot more information than we have right now
1: yeah and uh, videos and uh you know maybe
3: even the uh the official release party or mm-hmm. whatever but um check it out it's really a cool car
1: yeah and and once you check it out let us know what you think because as we said there are some people who are uh sort of embracing this idea and excited to see what happens and there are some other people who think that it is a poor mark on the brand, right? Oh,
3: yeah. The ones that are uh, they're outspoken against it are very outspoken against it. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if these are people that are potential buyers or Ferrari owners or what. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people are, are just saying some really bad things about it. But you'll hear just as many good things about it, too. Yeah. So um, it's a love-hate thing.
1: Yeah, I, I can tell people are impassioned because they're typing in all caps on the internet. You which... know what? Wait, Reserve your judgment until you see one on the road or uh, maybe
3: get a ride in one.
1: And yeah. Then, and then see what you think because
3: that's got to be a blast.
1: Don't knock it till you rock it, you yeah, know? It. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I just made that up. That's all right. That was That's good. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we will probably won't use it again. Um, but I'll well, use it every day. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Um, if you guys uh, have anything you'd like to tell us about the Ferrari, some other vehicles you'd like us to look at, um, or some handy phrases we can use to segue toward the ending. <laughs> please, please, we need them. Yeah, hit us up on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, CarStuffHSW, on our blog. Check out our website if you want to learn anything else about cars. And, hey, you know what? If you're feeling social, send us an email. At CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com.
0: more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.